Welcome to Pivot, a bi-weekly interview with leading event promoters, brand marketers, business owners, and destinations about how their work has changed and continues to change as a result of the pandemic. We will explore creative ways these industries have adjusted to these unpredictable times. Please welcome host Tavi Fulkerson, founder of the Fulkerson Group, a sponsorship and marketing agency based in Detroit, Michigan. With us today on Pivot is Joni Abraham, who is president and founder of Style Branding Incorporated. I've known Joni for several years, but what's very exciting about what we're going to talk about today is on May 17th of this year, she released a book called Creating Brand Cool, Brand Distinction in the Online Marketplace. So welcome to Pivot, Joni. I'm so glad we could have you with us. Oh, thanks. It's such a treat to be here with you. Oh, well, before we get into your actual book, I do want to mention that you do specialize in digital retail branding, and you taught e-commerce at the Parsons School of Design in New York City for 26 plus years. Yes, I was in a very unusual place. I was in New York 1994. I had presented a very unique concept to the Chrysler Corporation that was an interactive sitcom for network television. People could buy things from the set design and the merchandise would come from Bloomingdale's. So it was creating all these partnerships that would give an image for Chrysler. It was all about creating style and coolness and taste for Chrysler. And I thought, oh, I don't have to use an 800 number. I can just send them to the website and have it look really good. And it'll carry on that whole upscale idea. It really taught me how to put all those elements together back in 1994. And I was teaching straight marketing, and I went to the newly formed marketing department at Parsons, and I said, listen, you know, I've really been spending the last year and a half of my time focused on e-commerce, and I see this as the future of retail, and I'd like to teach it. And they said, no problem. I think it was like 95, 96. You know, there were no computers in the schools. It was incredible that they let me do this. So here I was, um, probably in my early 50s, I'm teaching e-commerce marketing. I really would never have even thought about e-commerce in 95, 96. I don't even know if Amazon was truly online at that time. I mean, that's a while back. I got to see all of this. I was here from the beginning, watching the retail industry slowly adapt to this has been so fascinating. And in the book, I try and talk about it a little bit. Well, you really are a visionary. I mean, Joni, it's so astonishing. I hope you bought some Amazon stock, or was that the one that got away? (laughs) (laughs) Because you were ahead of time. (laughs) And I remember, I think in the book I mentioned, when Bezos was just selling Uh books. Right, right. Just selling books. That's why I said anybody can be an Amazon.com. Right. And you also talked about how Bezos and Amazon really, really grabbed onto what you had just said a moment ago about customer service and the role of Mm -hmm. returns. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the number one thing people always were freaked out about, about ordering online. And he really grabbed Mm -hmm. onto how to handle returns. Absolutely. And that was his primary focus. The thing that impressed me the most about Jeff Bezos was he was the first person I read about that said, 
I am not giving this money to the stockholders. I'm putting it back into my business to find out how to make it better. I'm going to do that until the customer service is at a level that I feel comfortable with. That's why he is who he is today. All of these people who wanted to go into the business used his back end. A lot of major retailers started off using his back end because he had figured out how to fulfill the merchandise and how to get it into the consumer's home from the warehouses. There's, there's so many different elements about what you talk about in the book, about the role of creating brand cool, as, as you call it. So you had the website as a base, but then you start talking about the role of social media and why that's such an important part of building a personal brand and brand character. Tell us a little bit about that. I didn't major in marketing, and I was all self-taught. I could see things in certain areas that were happening. Throughout the years that I taught this course, I taught traditional branding elements that are in the marketplace today. And they've been there for 30 years. They've just been dormant, and now they're really coming to a head. I've taught how to think about creating this whole experience for the brand, not just the product itself, and how you do that and how you have partnerships and all these things that you can do to make people look at you with a certain lens. A week ago, I heard Angela Aaron speak. She was responsible for Apple store designs after she turned Burberry around. The stores are brilliant. Yes, and everything are. she put into those stores how many years ago are what is most important today. And she was naming each one of them. And the book covers each and every one of these branding elements. Her whole idea in building the stores was to create experience and to make it interactive and to engage the consumer, you know, with a product inside the store, no matter what age the consumer was. So we're creating our own brand community and we're becoming a part of the community that we're living in. Gen Z today, they're looking for brands that have all these assets to them that are trying to make our lives and our environments better, that are focused on sustainability and how we treat the world we live in. You were teaching for such a long period of time to people that were a lot younger than you. Did they help you pave the way with the concepts that you have? Because uh, they were probably very in touch with things like social media. My advice to anybody who has an e-commerce site, I don't care what you're selling, you've got to find somebody who's in their 20s who can manage your social media for you. Unless you grew up in the world of social media, you don't get it as well as the kids who do. That's their language. They understand that a whole heck of a lot better than I do. So I would say to them, we have to make the brand cool. We have to create brand community. And then they would tell me, how do you social to do that? So it's a give and take. I'm giving them these traditional branding ideas and concepts to work within. And then they're telling me how to use social to make that happen. I'm telling you, I've saved every one of my students' final projects, and I've been teaching a lot. <laughs> the first ones, 20 years ago, are things that are just now happening in the marketplace. Such as? We were working with Estee Lauder, Origins. 
to be very clean and environmentally friendly. They put together this fabulous interactive website where one of the things I remember so distinctly is you could give away free yoga lessons for six months in different you could, in any community in the country because that's part of what your brand stands for. So even though it's not selling the product itself, you're giving something away that talks about the spirit of the product. And those are the strategic partnerships that kind of run through the book. That's a core element of this brand development is the strategic partnerships. In other words, 20 years ago, a retailer would never think about giving away free yoga lessons as a Exactly. As a way to build their brand. I mean, they just wouldn't even cross their mind. But because of all the interactivity, is what you're saying, of the mm-hmm. social media and the right. communication, you have to bring in these other partners. Are exactly. there other, other examples you can share? Oh, you know, there's so many. I mean, I've been thinking about this for 30 years. So I have a drawer full of ideas and concepts that are absolutely appropriate for today. The whole lifestyle of the television programming is all available for sale. And all that's happening now. The way I put it together for NBC many, many, many years ago was to increase the relationship between the consumer and the television show, the entertainment, and to make the merchandising tied into the entertainment. And then not only are these characters recognized for everything they are in the show, whatever brand identity is selling off of them is all, you know, that represents who they are is lending to the products and lending to the character. You know, I have a personal experience with that. I was with my husband. Well, I was with my husband and we were watching a television show. I don't recall the name of the television show. And I said to him, gosh, I, I really like that outfit. And he goes, I bet I can find that. And the next thing I knew he had ordered Mm -hmm. it and he gifted Mm -hmm. it to me. Uh, oh, and and, and he just Googled it. He said, you know, outfit in the show. And then within a couple of days, and I, I was just astonished. I had the outfit. Oh, I'm so excited that you told me that story. I can repeat that a million. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's, a, there's a company in Detroit. It's called Clicktivate. Total <laughs> software infrastructure that ties the TV show or the programming directly in the brands so that both are cross-promoting. There's entertainment value in the selling environment online as well as on television. It's a whole extension of what's happening in entertainment and merchandising today. Yeah, it used to be called product Uh, placement, but now you can find the product. Now you can get the product sent to you. I feel very, very strongly First of all, there are not going to be commercials in the future because nobody wants to hear about Allstate 50 times a day. And that's just not going to happen anymore. The kids don't have to deal with that and they're not going to. So everybody has to figure out how to make their products enticing through other venues, whether it's social media or it's city bikes and lending something that makes this transportation better, giving back to the community, brands attaching themselves to causes and making things better. That's part of branding today, which I'm really excited about because these companies are in a position to do things that make a difference. 
And I think it's their role in our society to do that in our world of abundance. I agree with that. My daughter is 28 and she buys brands based on their cause marketing. And that seems to be very, very much an element Mm -hmm. of what's happening at the retail level. Now it's becoming an integral part of why someone who's 28 years old buys one beer over another or one sweater over another. That's a big, big shift. Yes. I think it's terrific that that's part of what we have to be as retailers and people in the fashion business. So the whole sustainability thing. You know, the retail industry are very, very focused. The manufacturers, the designers, everybody on sustainability. I just heard Gabriella Hurst, who's a fabulous designer, talk about it. She's so knowledgeable, so smart. And through every aspect of the process, she has figured out how to make it more sustainable and more eco-friendly. People like that are going to make a difference. It's such a game changer when you think about it. And generations, our generation, yours and mine, and generations before us, sustainability wasn't even a word that people understood, but it's becoming such an integral part of those that brand development decision. You also talk about the value of design, and you you mentioned that a bit, talking about Mm -hmm. designing the Apple stores, but... That has become much more at a sophisticated level in terms of brand Mm -hmm. development. Absolutely. Oh, you know, you have interpreted the book so well. I saw all this 20 years ago. Now all of a sudden it's happening. The pandemic is totally responsible for what's going on right now. And the fact that people can work from their homes is fabulous. It's going to save on gas. It's going to help our environment. It's going to have people more connected to their homes and their families. I find that a very interesting thing. It has impacted the fashion industry on so many different levels and branding because technology is so much a part of our lives today. You You know, know, you're one of the first people that I have had the pleasure of talking to that talks about the positive sides of COVID-19. I'm in the major event business, so that hasn't been so positive. But what you're talking about in terms of its impact on sustainability and interest in technology and how to use it at its best is mm -hmm. really, really interesting. Oh, it's been fascinating for me. There were so many stories I could tell you. If you remember Liz Claiborne, this is just an aside, very clever story. Uh, Those of us our age remember Liz Claiborne, who was at the time probably the largest, most broadly distributed contemporary designer in the country. I was in New York and I went to a meeting and the president of Liz Claiborne was at the meeting. And I said, you know, I'm really surprised you guys don't have your own website. Oh, We would never have our own website. The retailers would never buy our merchandise again. Ah, they were afraid that people would go directly in a different way. There was always an excuse. I I could tell you a million stories because I've been pitching all this stuff for so long. And I would get to the highest levels of these companies in the entertainment industry, in the advertising industry. And I'd sit there and talk about this, you know, like about merchandising their television characters. And they'd say, oh, well, we have a department. It's down in the basement over in the corner. It's probably got a yearly budget of $3,000. And I'm walking in with these multi-million dollar 
you know, how where entertainment is going. I started to tell you that, you know, we're not going to have commercials in the future. That people are going to have to think of different ways to bring their brand presence to the public. I think the opportunity of product placement in all kinds of entertainment is such a boom for the manufacturer, for the television network, for the designer, and for the customer and the viewer. That's a very strong statement to say there's going to be no commercials. <laughs> I even found that a little bit surprising. I sent it to the head of advertising at Fox Television. <laughs> and he said, Joni, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> As much as you are a brand uh, e-commerce marketer, you are really a futurist. Are there other things like you're talking about, about commercials? Are there other things that you think are going to change just so significantly that you see coming down the pike? Yes, product placement. I mean, to me, that's going to be the advertising of the future. The internet is the wild, wild west. The space is eternal. The need for creative content and storytelling and however you can tell those stories, as simple or as elaborate as it is, that's the future. And kids who are technically astute, who are creatively astute at telling stories and understand how to tap into the culture, goldmine. They will always have work. There is such a need for content. And then beyond that, to me, the thing that's really exciting is artificial intelligence and virtual reality. Virtual reality is going to seep into the marketplace. I feel so strongly about this, both online and in store. How is that going to get translated into the retail level in your futurist mind? The advertising industry is very stuck to its formulas. Absolutely. And, and, and so and does then, that mean retail stores, malls are going to have to embrace this type of experience to survive, virtual experience? I think so. I believe that like the major luxury brands are going to create environments, experiences. You'll walk into a store and you'll be in the middle of the Louvre and they're merchandising the clothes against the, you know, a certain group of impressionist painting. I want to ask one last question. What would you say to someone who's 21 years old, what they should be going into given all the projections you're making about the future and what's going to happen in retail? If you're interested in really creating that whole new vision of what the shopping experience is going to be, the people who are running these brands right now are more technical wizards than merchandising wizards. What I'm hoping with my book is that it becomes much more creative again. I think that the web is going to do that and the need to be distinctive is going to do that. If you're interested in communication or retail, because they're, they're so intertwined and they're going to be even more so in the future, that to really think about where creativity is going related to entertainment and merchandising. The focus is going to be so much on entertainment. One thing, if I can leave this with you, the difference between advertising today and what it's going to be, it's going to be more communication and storytelling. That's a big word today. But it's going to be imaginative storytelling. And the needle has to point more to entertainment than sell. Advertisers have a very hard time 
getting out of that cell mode. They don't have to have everything do everything selling. They can have some entertainment that is attached to their brand that doesn't sell, that shows the product in all new ways. That's the future. And that is a great, great observation. We have been talking to Joni Abraham, who has written the most absolutely fascinating book. It's called Creating Brand Cool, Brand Distinction in the Online Marketplace. And we've been talking to, I would say, a futurist and a visionary about how brands are really going to have to change in terms of how they market, how they merchandise. So I can't thank you enough, Joni, for joining us today. Uh, It was a pleasure talking to you on Pivot. It was such a treat talking to you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for listening to Pivot with a new interview posted regularly. To listen to new episodes, or if you'd like to be a guest on this program, visit www.folkersongroup.com for more information. Until next time, don't forget to renew, reinvent, and energize.